Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. I reshoots. <laughs> are you are you feeling it, man? I like this. Well, we we legalized it in Arizona, so <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm so happy. Give well, it a few months. Welcome back everyone <laughs> and thanks for listening to episode 60, also known as the Autogram. Oh my goodness. We're, we're getting into the uh, tough territory. Digging deep on that one. Technically, he did wear number 14, but number 60 was his uh original number and he went to Northwestern. In oh, your yeah. neck of the woods. Absolutely. Uh, first team All-American, Big Ten Player of the Year in 1943. First round, fourth pick overall in 1944 by the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Uh, three-time NFL champ, five-time Pro Bowler, and three-time MVP. Wow. Pretty impressive. Hall of Famer? 1965 Hall of Fame. Oh, Jesus. So. <laughs> Do you think a team like the Browns would benefit from having him on the roster today? Uh, no, they, they, would, be dominant? They, would, they would still be bad. Yeah. There's, there's just Problem. no way. They'd probably around. be pretty old too. Oh, I, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like realistically, they not one player is going to help the Browns. Yeah, they're just yeah. rough. They're probably going to be a playoff team though. Yeah, it well, doesn't take much to get in the playoffs this year. Uh, and the, and Beckham's out. Hell, your freaking Giants are in first place at like well, four and oh. seven. Way to steal my thunder. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> All right, everybody, please consider joining the Geoholics fan club. It's really easy. Make a donation to the Geoholics GoFundMe effort and get cool treats in return. Shoots will personally deliver them. If you guys want me to work, send us a... A donation, and I will do it reluctantly. <laughs> In due time. <laughs> I've got two more asks, asks, asks before we move on. First, please also do us a huge favor and subscribe to the Geoholics YouTube channel. And this one's for your benefit. Download the Geoholics app from Land Surveyors United. But before we go any further, we have to take a second and say thank you to Shoots' new favorite friend of the show, Ben Shineberry. Yeah, hey, he had a surprise on my doorstep for me. He did. So. Ben sent us a very generous gift of Kentucky bourbon and uh, some uh, some shot glasses, which was super cool. So thanks so much for that, Ben. For the rest of you out there, feel free to follow Ben's lead and send alcohol in lieu of money. <laughs> well, just in general, that's that's a new like standard for a guest on this program. Yeah, that was fantastic. All right, that opening number is by Stick Figure. The name of the song is Smoke and Love. They are an American reggae and dub band founded in 2006 and based in Southern California. The group has released seven full-length albums and one instrumental album, all of which were written and produced by frontman and self-taught this is going to be a tough one for me. <laughs> Multi-instrumentalist Scott Woodruff. Also, there's a dog by the name of Coco, an Australian shepherd that often joins the band on stage and has accord accordingly <laughs> been nicknamed Coco the Tour Dog. That's that, pretty cool. That, that's a interesting uh, that's tidbit cool. there. That's awesome. <laughs> I already like this band. So this is a first. I... Uh, I don't have a stick figure story, first of all, and our guest today turned me on to three new bands, including Stick Figure, that I had never heard of. So those other two bands, uh, Sun Little and The Palms. So uh, thanks for that. I mean, some really good music, and I am going to be a listener from here on out. We got to check them out. Yep. Shout out to our friends of the program, Bad Elf GPS. You can find them at bad-elf.com. Thanks to Dr. Nick Smolowski and the for the Bad Elf Tech Minute. 
we got to. He, he owes us some tech minutes. That he guy. does. Oh, he's supposed to be here today. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He backed out. I said uh, next week for sure. Got well, it. you know the the uptick in COVID. He's yeah. probably scared. Yep. He said he was tired. <laughs> it's hell to get old. Uh, I understand that. That's why I took a nap today. Mentioned that you heard about the new Flex GNSS receiver on the Geoholics and receive 100 bucks off your purchase and a really cool fitted bad elf hat, just like the one that Shoots is wearing. I continue to wear this thing every, every week. Uh, we also have Land Surveyors United, the largest global community of geomatics professionals <coughs> on the internet with over 70,000 members. You can find them at landsurveyorsunited.com like it lidar news the virtual home of the lidar industry the lidar news team focuses on the application of technology to solve 3d problems check them out at lidarnews.com and we have parkland college their land survey program in champaign illinois they have two schedule options which provide opportunities to both traditional and working adults to achieve a certificate or associate's degree in land surveying you can find out more about them at parkland.edu surveying Next, we have Unifly, U-N-I-F-L-I. Scott Ohana and his team have developed a one-stop UAV shop. Check out the How We Work link at unifli.arrow to find out more. And we have Diamondback Land Surveying, Mr. Trent Keenan, specializing in residential, commercial, and public works projects. They are based in Las Vegas, but they're licensed to work across the West. Also, proud sponsor and brand ambassadors of Get Kids Into Survey, you can find out more about both of them at Diamondback Land Surveying and GetKidsIntoSurvey.com. And Mentoring Mondays. Of course. He just did it yesterday. Next, we have Advanced Geodetic Surveys. Check them out at AGSGPS.com. Unbeatable deals on new and used equipment, equipment rentals, and supplies. In fact, if you go to AGSGPS.com forward slash shop and use promo code GEO15, you will save 15% off all regular price, field supplies, accessories, and safety equipment. And we're going to rent one of those shirts, right? Um, maybe. Yeah. Just just for Christmas. Let's go. For our one-year end. How about not our, not our one-year Maybe like the, the, the year-end show. Maybe we can do it. If we hit like well, 10,000 downloads or something like that. 10,000? Well, Where have you been? 30,000 downloads. That was like months 50, ago. 50,000 downloads. <laughs> Let's go like tear this thing up in the <laughs> desert and see what we can do. We also have Tiger Supplies, a surveying, construction, and engineering superstore with over 15,000 products featuring top brands such as Leica, Top Gun, Spectra, and much more. They'll get you the equipment you need to get the job done right. Use the promo code GEO15 for 15% off any Adair Pro item. Last but definitely not least, we have Cyanic Automation. These guys are doing some awesome stuff with survey companies up in Canada, developing new ways to collect daily work records and timesheets directly from the field, automate invoicing, search jobs by legal addresses, really cool stuff like that. Check out job book by going to their website getjobbook.com also this is pretty cool tell them you heard about it from the geoholics and they'll give you 20 percent off your first year subscription that's no joke no joke no maybe a little joke, joke. no no no, no nothing okay. funny about that <laughs> but here we are we're back in the uh sue sue studio people are like why do you call it the sue sue studio it's kind of dorky well quick shameless plug cobb fenley is a full service civil firm that also performs all levels of Sioux services, hence the name. What's Sioux? Subsurface Utility Engineering. Check them out at CobbFenley.com to find out more. And with that, let's catch up with the boys just a little bit. Producer Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing good, guys. How are you? 
can't complain. Fantastic. Living the good. dream, boys. Yep. Had, a, had a pretty good weekend, holiday. Had a little bit of smoked turkey over here at DD's house. Indeed. Had right. to uh, break in his hammock a little bit and just do a little <laughs> bit of stargazing back there. And You also spilt a little beer on it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. What did it do to it? Oh. Did it stain it? What did it do to it? Nothing. It's an outdoor hammock. You oh. can't damage that thing. <laughs> you how, spilled some beer. It's how did no you see hard it then? Feelings. Did it not dry up? Chicago Jake showed up a little bit. There was <laughs> a little a, beer stain. Oh, I, did, I did hear about <laughs> Chicago Jake showing up. He didn't pop up. up. Oh. He barely popped up. Oh, I, he I was, heard there was some pregame. Like before. a little turtle head. <laughs> he was peeking through the door, but he didn't get. Oh, pregame, yeah. Yeah, Chicago, he, he was pregamed there. it. Where'd you hear that from? From this guy. Of what course. in the world? <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Um, little Black Friday shopping, Cyber Monday shopping. But I don't know oh. about you guys, but I don't know. This hmm. it, it's these past couple of years. Maybe it's because I'm only going on like Amazon and stuff. But the stuff mm. that they show me, at least, it's not anything like super interesting. How many air fryers? How many instant pots? Like, can you really have? I agree. It's, and TVs. Yeah, like, I don't. It's need TVs, fire sticks, air fryer. It's just the same. Uh, Beats, AirPods, the same gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. They gotta, they gotta figure out something. But I did pick up some things and start that holiday shopping. So get the ball. Just ticked over to what December one here. So it did yeah. today, as a matter of fact. Yep. So this is. Oh, you can't date the show. It's got to be Evergreen Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we just clicked over. We're on the holiday home stretch. Nice, Pretty nice, good. Ryan, awesome. Good Ryan, for you. How about you? I well, first of all, I want to see Chicago Jake. Can that come I, out in my house? I think Carrie, the lovely Carrie, would be so I don't disappointed. Know she would never, she, she would, would never be, think the same of that. I don't know. She would be so disappointed, it, and I want that. <laughs> I don't. So know I'm not the be, only. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, Chicago, Ryan. Ryan. yeah, yeah, exactly. Chicago, Ryan. Chicago shoots. <laughs> uh, honestly, the, this guy stole my thunder. I was going to talk about my first place, New York Giants, big four and seven. Yeah, Daniel hey. Jones. Wait, Daniel I'm happy Jones. Happy for him. Oh, no, he got hurt. We got Colt McCoy as the backup. He's oh. in there. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. You guys yeah. are shooing for the playoffs now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jeez, what are we going to beat the Washington football team? They don't even have a like name. mascot or yeah. anything. So terrible. I'm going to stick with that. And then uh, uh, this is a shameless plug against you guys or with you guys, but I'm going to still try and get carried to buy a nintendo switch so yes keep us I, updated on that. I, that I i i'm trying the best that, i can and she, i even tried to say we could play with jake and she was like nope 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 so. that's that's the gift of the year it's like a couple years ago was hoverboards yeah and last year's airpods this year nintendo switch we're trying the best we can hudson's all let about. me know if you need to br- bring me in as a closer i'll okay. talk to our closer okay. out well do we get real jake or chicago jake whichever one is going to seal the deal <laughs> chicago jake i think would seal the deal i think so too <laughs> if he just came in like <laughs> bottle of pink whitney <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna wet myself on this hammock <laughs> yeah you sure that's not what it was i know exactly where it came from <laughs> what about you Kent, what's going on? Oh my gosh! Uh, so, hold on, before yeah, I start yeah, anything, what's yeah, yeah. with the hat? Okay, Explain let's get to that. Let's let's, to that. So let's I, do this. I've been dying for an hour. As you can see, hopefully it comes out good on the camera. As you can see, I'm sporting a spiffy new lid, as they say. <laughs> so I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the guys at Vectors in Aurora, Colorado. Jonathan, Chuck, Glenn, and Mike went way out of their way to help out one of my crew chiefs, Jeremy. While wow, he was working out there a couple weeks ago. Weeks ago? Weeks ago? <laughs> There's a lot of asses this, there. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Four Peaks Redbird Lager. <laughs> All right. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, I mean, unbelievable customer support. Like, we weren't even a customer of theirs, and yet they went like I said, way out of their way to help Jeremy out. He was having a tough time with the network and all this stuff. But these guys, 
Oh my gosh, I can't say enough about them. So Solid they're, dudes. They're gonna they're gonna earn our business. I can tell you that for sure. Other than that, had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Chicago Jake, as uh, as Jake mentioned, or producer Jake mentioned. Yeah, producer Jake, Chicago Jake. Jeez. <laughs> and throw anything in front How of Jake. How many alter egos are there? I like That's Chicago crazy. Jake better than uh, what about producer Jake? Producer Chicago Jake. Or, Ooh, ooh, that would I be something. Know. This show would not happen <laughs> yeah, if we have that. We're stacking too many names <laughs> at that point. But, uh, producer Chicago, Chicago Jake, it would just be... <laughs> that'd be a mess. <laughs> the video would be a mess. I don't even know if we'd have the video. (laughs) Setting up all the audio equipment. (laughs) No way. All right. Other than that, that's about it for me. Um, Keeping a little short, let's get to the safety apparel safety share. Matthew Stansberry has developed the best safety vest on the planet, a.k.a. the party chief. There is literally zero reason to buy anything else, period. Find your next vest at safetyapparel.us. And also be sure to check out all their social media platforms for tons of pics and giveaways. Shoots, what do you got this week, they buddy? Do have, they do have some good pictures online. It's, oh, it's interesting. Awesome. Uh, awesome community. Well, the topic is doing work tasks wrong the first time. Mm-mm, that's a no-go. Uh, there are many reasons why work is not done correctly the first time or even the second time around. Some reasons to consider. Insufficient knowledge, lack of training, laziness that's me, complacency, improper instructions, change of plans, wrong materials or tools, and how to avoid those mistakes in your work. It is important to stop work anytime you have questions about the task you are about to complete or in the process of completing when unsure. Doing work incorrectly will result in the loss of production as well as put individuals at unnecessary risk to redo the work. It may not seem like a big deal for a small task, but even a simple wrong decision can lead to injury. Wow. I know. It's well put. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to retire now. Yeah, mic drop. <laughs> I think the moral of that story is uh, when in doubt, ask. Yes. And uh, to give a shameless plug, I was driving around my neighborhood today, or reasonably close to my neighborhood, Wood Patel Local Company. Shameless plug, don't get loose, used to it. Uh, I did see the surveyor out there on the main street, and he had his cones, he had lights, he had his vest on, nice. and I may know his boss you know, personally. So yeah. I text him and said, hey, good job. Good job. So hey. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. It's, it, we don't just talk about it. We preach it and yep. practice it. Absolutely. And I think what's really cool about that part of your story is you made it a point to give kudos when you saw something good. Yeah, of course. Lot, most of the time we're like focusing on the negative. Like he didn't have his vest on, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, no cones, no signs. You... Hey. Gotta hand it to you, buddy. That hey. was really nice. Of I, you to do. I just see it and I'm like, I, I can respect it. I, love <laughs> I it. didn't run him over. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great job. Great job. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Let's get to our guest tonight. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna say his last name once, and I'm gonna hopefully get it right the first time. So our guest tonight is Adam Kersnowski. Okay. A yeah. L- little bit about Adam. Let's get to this. So uh, so Adam hails from Maine and attended the University of Southern Maine. And shoots, maybe you know this, home of the Huskies mm-hmm. and Champ the Husky. Um, <laughs> most famous, not most famous, but one of the famous alumni, I checked this out, Tony Shalhoub. You know who he is? Oh, yeah, the actor? Yeah. Monk. In, yes, uh, Monk in yeah. uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, yeah. He was in Men in Black. He's what? the guy that owns oh, or runs yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yep, the pawn right. shop. <laughs> yep, yep. I love that guy. When I, so when I saw he was in love, I'm like, oh, I got to mention that. So Adam spends his free time outdoors as much as possible with his lovely wife and four daughters. 
God help them. I got two. Jesus. Uh, also, living practically off the grid, so I can't wait to find out more about that. And his entire family is also foodies, which we have that in common as well. So very, very cool. He is currently the co-founder and COO of Airworks, which I can't wait to hear more about. So welcome, Adam. Thanks for being here, buddy. Of course. Thanks for having me. And uh, you nailed my last name, so good job. Bam. <laughs> awesome. Well, can I just... Right off the gates, or out of the gates, when you say you're a foodie, you're from southern Maine, do you know Flo's Hot Dogs? Oh, man, I think you hurt me there. So, oh, been, you yeah. hear this? Oh, no, yeah. nope. His foodie-ism uh, is out of my window now. Uh-oh. Yep, Uh-oh. It's, it's gone. <laughs> well, those, are, those are in uh, Cape Nettick. Or York Beach. I don't. I don't know exactly where they are. Right off Route One. Yeah. Wow, big East Coaster over here. Look at them. Right. That's where my mother lives. I spent my summers there. <laughs> those hot dogs. I lived off those for years. So, uh, Adam, the one thing I definitely want to circle back on. Tell us a little bit about the living off the grid thing. Where are you guys at with that? Sure. Yeah. So it's been quite a while since we were in Maine, but uh, living in Massachusetts for many years, and now moving to New Hampshire. That move was to get closer to family in Maine. But it was also just to be a little bit closer to uh, to nature. Um, we, we we picked a spot that, you know, we had uh, a septic, our own well, and I'm in the in the middle of uh, converting into solar right now. So I get those that that last uh, utility um, taken care of. And uh, now I just have to put time and effort into that garden, which uh, my whole family and I are really invested in right now. Wow, that is so awesome. So are you in a uh, like a secluded area or, or not? Yeah, so we're in a small town uh, near Great Bay, uh, which is, is close to Portsmouth. Uh, it is a, you know, I'd say it's a sleepy town. Um, and uh, I have a couple acres here, and I just went to town as soon as we moved in, just cut, breaking ground and, nice. and using it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. Good for you. All right. Let's jump into how you got to where you are today. So it's my understanding, based on some of the bio information you provided, you started a construction business in 2006. What was the what was the idea behind that particular business? Well, to be honest with you, it was a little bit of necessity. That's when um, my wife and I got pregnant with our first daughter. So I said, hey, I'm going to go start my first business. so I had always been in the construction industry. I worked for my now father-in-law for many years, and I just went for it. I knew I wanted to be a business owner back then, and I just thought it was a good opportunity. So I took the skills um, uh, and the knowledge that I had up to that point, and uh, I started my first company in uh, out of Boston. And we, uh, at that time, we were a masonry and tile company. Okay. Yeah. I got to say, like, in talking to this guy and he's saying he's from the Northeast, I don't hear the accent. Not much accent. Uh, no. he's, he's not a wicked pisser. <laughs> Maybe he needs a couple beers in him before yeah. that comes out. <laughs> needs a couple Sam Adams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, so from there, you really got kind of caught up in the technology side of things. And it's my understanding you started using UAVs to inspect, uh, like, building facades and roofing components and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about how you migrated into that. Yeah, so, I mean, right away, Boston, you know, uh, it has a lot of masonry, brickwork, and and that's what our company primarily did. And, you know, we were renting uh, expensive lifts and staging and going through that whole, you know, song and dance to just to get access to sometimes just to look at uh, a component. And so UAVs came on the scene 
and I was uh, immediately drawn to it. I picked one up um, and and started just getting uh, access to those places much easier, safer, cheaper, all of that. And it just grew from there. Very cool. So then um, when did you, so that idea, so you've eventually led to the, the development of a uh, UAV uh, AI type thing. How, how, how did you get into that? Yeah. So it, it first started with um, a, a UAV or piloting network. Um, and this was back in triple three exemption days. So we had a company, we got our triple three exemption, built this uh, a network of aircraft pilots that we were able to, to kind of sub out uh, to, to go and fly with us. And um, it was during that process where we were flying, um, capturing uh, uh, imagery, processing uh, photogrammetry and hand, handing these 3D models and, and ortho mosaics over to our clients. And they all thought they were great and very useful but we realized that there was still an immense amount of work to be done afterwards and really is the extraction of information from that. And uh, that's about the time I met my business partner, uh, David Morchnik. Um, I'll get his last name out of the way for you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Appreciate it. You got it. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we uh, wanted to uh, apply uh, computer vision, machine learning, uh, towards uh, this process of, of feature extraction. So we knew that um, the drafting process of, you know, tracing the features that surveyors and civil engineers really wanted um, was an important part uh, of, of this whole mapping process. And we, uh, we first built a prototype that uh, proved that you could, you could use machine learning, computer vision to, to do this. Uh, and once we did that, um, we uh, were lucky enough to be under the roof of MIT and uh, utilized or, or just with, with their help and the different accelerators that we were in, um, really just spent time building uh, our business plan, our business model to make sure that we actually had a customer that was willing to give us money for the product that we were about to build. So I'm going to back up just a hair. So you went from like owning a construction company that did like masonry and tile work and that type thing. And you ended up in this world of creating 3D mapping with UAVs <laughs> and AI and all this stuff. I mean, how, there had to be a point when that kind of stuck. When was that? So that was uh, when when clients were asking for just more complicated uh, data, you know, uh, captures. Um, it, my passion just started growing from there. Uh, you know, I, I started getting into modifying the the drones that were available at the time, putting different sensors on them. Um, in, in the very beginning, we were building our drones out for, as props in commercials uh, because we had this triple three exemption. We were also getting pilots and you know, working on television shows with, uh, uh, with, with that uh, exemption that I was talking about. And it was just that experience, you know, getting to know the industry, understanding how to operate um, within the FAA's uh, rules and regulations really just gave me the base of, of uh, how to move forward with this, how to build out a UAV, UAV department in, in a business. Um, so that was really the ground, uh, the base of that. And it's just experience over the years. Like, you know, every time a client calls, it's, it's something different, right? And, and I'm learning something every, every time. It's a new experience. So you guys were kind of on the ground floor of this drone 
craze, essentially. You've been in it long enough that uh, with the exemptions and, and getting all of this stuff, you were ahead of the curve. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that was that, again, that triple three exemption. When part 107 came out, kind of flattened the market, mm-hmm. right? We didn't have mm-hmm. an edge. Yep. And so I knew it was going to be tough to scale any business, um, or at least w- what I thought at the time. Um, but it was also the combination of knowing that uh, engineers and surveyors, they, they were after a little bit of different product, right? They, they, they wanted that finalized CAD uh, deliverable. And so we really saw the value in that piece versus just going out there and, and capturing the data. And it's interesting. You have no background, essentially, in survey or photogrammetry mm-hmm. or engineering. You just, from the construction side to the drones, and you you, you figured out what people were looking for, and you delivered it. Figured out. Figured out. That's what I say. Figured out. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's impressive that you know for somebody to not have that background to just jump into this market and do that, compared to even some of the people we know well enough that do this stuff yeah. and and don't do it. Well, Adam obviously has a uh, an entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> and a technical mind, which led him uh, in 2017 to co-found Airworks with the aforementioned David Morchneck. Oh, you got it. I wanted it. to say his name you one time it. at you least. Got you got it. You got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so let's get into Airworks. I mean, I you know I don't know a whole lot about Airworks, but after checking out the website and you know doing some other research, I mean, oh my gosh, this. I think could be, and maybe it already is, an unbelievable service that you guys are providing. So it's my understanding you guys are creating basically finalized engineering plans in CAD with line work and topography really fast just from drone imagery. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we take the output from most photogrammetry softwares, uh, a TIFF and an LAS. The LAS could be a LIDAR derived or just photogrammetric. Uh, data, and uh, we do feature extraction in 2D uh, hmm. from that that ortho mosaic, and then we do also the 3D side of it for topography and surface models. Wow, shoots! Yeah. So this is this is the you one. Speak in my language. This finally. is the solution, though. <laughs> well, I think this should scare you just a little bit because this is one of my problems. Whenever you know you have these drone guys out there, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to provide you with this this uh, um, you know this CAD file and blah blah blah. The problem is there's there's not any, ever any planometrics. You yeah. know, that's where that's where the photogrammetrists come. Yeah, he, in, you know, so he is he's he's solving he's doing that. Doing it two D. I get it. Yeah. Hey, we're we're all working together here. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not scaring me off yet. Okay, just wait. We're gonna get to that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. And he's all the way on the east coast. Oh, <laughs> all right. We so, just want to be a tool for you. Yeah. You know, there's no uh, yeah, no cutting anybody out. So the quality of the output, um, I mean, it depends. I mean, good in, good out, bad in, bad out, right? Of course. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, our standards, the, the, the way that we need our data is really based in, in um, the accuracies of the geospatial model. So we, we uh, look at ASPRS um, as that base set of standards. Uh, you know, we can process... Uh, UAV data, we can process uh, manned aircraft data, we can even process uh, satellite data. But to be survey grade accurate, um, we, we started at that UAV side because we can really drive and we have more control on, on uh, the GSD and the point cloud density. Those are two of the most important things for our software 
uh, to process uh, uh, accurately um, and to to deliver that product with with the the claims and accuracy that the industry needs. So I, uh, again, a lot of this information or a lot of my questions are coming as a result of doing research through your website. <laughs> um, so uh, I read that the, the software predicts, and that's an interesting word, predicts. site features with a 86% pixel accuracy. And then the in-house team turns that 86% into 100%. That's a, that's a high claim. Accurate deliverable. <laughs> In a fraction of the time, so uh, help us out with that a little 100%. bit. Hundred percent. That that's uh, that's that's high praise. That's 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 good. That's good. I know that you you that's can good. you will yeah. It, it I mean of course we can we're always up for the challenge there. Um, you know it, it is true there in in the workflow uh, when when a client uh, on we have a web based uh, application software uh, where clients bring in that Tiffin LAS file. Um, they select the area that they want to process, and, and it goes off into our auto autonomous pipeline. And we have a prediction, right? That prediction, um, you know, sometimes there's false positives, sometimes there's false negatives. And that's sort of the human in the loop that does that last part of the QC, that, that final cleanup before we get that back to the client. So we try to get as close to that 100%. Now, I know... Um, you know, there, there's interpolation, um, there's predictions that are made in some cases where we have obstructions. And those are the areas that our clients need to realize that that's where they got to focus on when they're in the field. Mm -hmm. So under vegetation, if they don't have IDAR capabilities um, or just going in the field, boots on the ground, collecting in those areas and utilizing us for what can be seen visually in, 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 in the imagery. Oh, my goodness, the guys speaking my language yeah i'm sure yeah. <laughs> i feel like i have this conversation uh 10 times a day right right <laughs> so when when you say a hundred percent um what what type of quality control is done on your end yeah so our claim comes down on on the 2d side we talk about pixels so if you are uploading a data set that is uh let's say a half inch gsd and our claim is that we're within two pixels uh, of anything that we're tracing. So it could be a painted line on on the road. It could be the edge of pavement or a curb. Um, and you deliver half-inch GSD. And at the most, we're two pixels off. We're still within that tenth of a foot in accuracy. Mm -hmm. Now, that visually can be inspected. Um, on the surface side, the 3D side, is a little different, right? Mm -hmm. So just like you would run an accuracy report in a photogrammetry software with ground control and checkpoints, our clients can hand us a, 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 you know, a list of check shots and we'll provide the deviance from the model that we deliver to those check shots. And you really have to uh, apply this, the industry standards. So 95% of those uh, uh, check shots have to be within half of the contour interval. And that's what we live by. So that's the ASPRS standard, right? Class right. one, baby. Yeah. Damn, look at me. I'm all of a sudden a photogrammetrist. I feel like, I I'm feel not like, just a uh, surveyor anymore. I feel like I've taught you a few things. It's because this podcast <laughs> has made me more intelligent. Well, all he said was deviant, and all I think is Jake. <laughs> Chicago Jake. <laughs> exactly. So I just thought about some stuff. Artificial intelligence and virtual reality. What are the differences between those two terms? I, I don't know the answer to this. Man, um, well, I think artificial intelligence is is a, a technique 
um, that we're we're using and, and applying uh, for that extraction to make predictions for for that extraction. Um, and I mean, I guess I would I would uh, uh, virtual reality is just an augmented reality that uh, you're sort of in. in involved in i don't know if that is technically the right answer or not but that's uh, my i guess my quick fire answer with the show there are no right or wrong answers <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. all i know is i've been at jake's house before and he's got like these funky goggles that he's like yeah, that would be virtual. swatting yeah. swatting in the air at stuff and i'm like what in god's name is that kid doing that's like the computer and the yeah. whole thing where there's the goggles, things all around the room scanners and, and I've, yeah, ne- I've never been privileged enough you to gotta try come that over out. we got a pretty cool one my so, brother's got an awesome one so jake oh, what man. do you think about that artificial intelligence versus virtual reality i would have to agree with adam i think that that artificial intelligence is almost like it, what he, the word he used, I think, is like technology. Like, where virtual reality, I mean, obviously, when I think, when I think when you ask 100 people on the side of the road what virtual reality is, they're going to talk about the goggles. Everyone talks about the goggles. But it's like, I don't know. One, one is more like the technology, where the other one is like more of like an idea, I feel like. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. We, so we got we to get a more technical. So it's potential versus reality. Yeah, because if you think yeah. about virtual, like AI is like what makes like the virtual reality almost like mm. it's more of like a, a system or a piece of technology where what like virtual reality that? is like an idea. Of, I don't know. So I'm going to throw a shameless plug in here for a show I started watching oh called Upload. <laughs> and I don't know if any, I don't know, Adam, if you've heard about this show, but I think I can't remember if it's no, on. But I'll oh, it's called it down. Uh, it's called Upload. Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Quick hitter. 20 minute episodes. I would love for you, Adam, to check out the show, and uh, we'll follow up afterwards and uh, get your input on it. <laughs> sure, it's super cool. Of and, it, and then, the, really, to muddy the waters a little bit more, I saw the Trimble. You know, I mean, they do a lot with the uh, the AI VR stuff on the construction side mm-hmm. as well, and they've got something called mixed reality. Okay. I guess that it's, it's maybe blinding. that encapsulates everything. I have no idea, but mixed reality. Well, to uh, speak to Adam's language, mm-hmm. the uh, shameless plug for TV shows. Have you watched Aerial America? I've seen it. I haven't given it a chance on yet. the Smithsonian. Is it pretty channel. cool? It's oh, just yeah. It's I've, I've just seen flying. Yeah, they're just flying yeah. over with their drones or whatever, and showing different states and sites yeah, and, and yeah. I, I I may have watched the Boston one recently with Hudson. And <laughs> was it after nine o'clock at night? Uh no, it was early. It was, no, it, with it, it, Hudson's in bed by nine o'clock. I guess, if I'm going to get into trouble, it's after he goes to bed. But yeah, yeah. All right, so, so let's let's. Uh, that's a drone show. Okay, I'll it check out it there. out. I'll check it out okay. for sure. You check out upload. I'll check out your show. Whatever. And then called. we'll and then we'll re recap next week. All right, sounds good. All right, Adam, through your AI and machine machine learning algorithms there's uh, there's also a web app tell us a little bit about that yeah so the web app is is how our clients interact with us this <laughs> is uh you know we're not we're not sending uh data or our clients are not sending data to us through uh, email or uh, dropbox folders or anything like that uh, they have this portal where uh, it's just a, a really easy way uh, to upload these incredibly heavy uh, data rich uh, files. Um, it's, it's based in, in the cloud on AWS. So we really have um, the most computing power that we could possibly uh, uh, go after. Um, 
And it just, it makes a real difference for us on, on how we're able to uh, manage and, and process these sites. Um, and once we uh, are finished with our deliverable, it's also where our clients can uh, visually view um, the DXF or the line work uh, on top of that ortho mosaic. And sort of that's the first, uh, the first stage of what we're doing. Uh, and of course, we're working on more features and, and functions uh, as we develop as a company. So it'll get a little bit more rich on, on that web app as an experience. I'm curious about the liability side of this. Of course, thinking as a surveyor, um, you know, you're getting drone data and, and, you know, data from a number of different resources. Is there anybody like certifying any of this? Is there a surveyor involved? Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, we have n not, we are not certifying any uh, data. We do have our uh, uh, certified uh uh, photogrammetrist and a PLS uh, on staff, Melissa Jacobiak. She is our head of operations, um, and of course, that is really the the standards that that we're trying to apply across the board. Um, but the 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 idea, the accuracy, is in the hands of the data collector. That is the surveyor. That is the engineer. Mm -hmm. So we help as a company. We help you get to that point. In fact, when we run our trials, um, that's one of the biggest things that we review is not only the deliverable that we're handing back to the client is we have a quality report that we review. We go over that GSD, that point cloud density, the noise factor. Um, if we do have some of the image samples, we, could, we, we talk about ISO. So um, we know how important it, it, that is on, on the accuracy side, but that, that, that is still held by uh, our client. It's their responsibility to to uh, collect that data with ground control, of course, properly set and, and spaced uh, to deliver those accuracies. So what happens like when you're in your quality control process and you guys cannot go from 86% to 100% because something just isn't adding up? What's what what happens then? Should somebody make a call to your client and just be like, hey, you guys got to go out and check this or what, what happens? Absolutely. Yeah. We notify the client that we're working with. Um, you know, this is, is a relationship uh, that we build along the way. And so if you, you guys, I, I don't know if you guys fly drones yourself or not. Um, but sometimes when you're out on a site, it could be close to the end of the day. It could be running low on batteries. People just make moves sometimes that don't produce the best data set. And we see that right away. So we, we're giving that feedback to our clients. Um, if, if, if areas are too ridden by shadows, it makes our feature extraction incredibly tough. And, and we can't deliver on those accuracies. So we, we do uh, have, have a good open relationship with our clients and, and uh, work with them in that sense. Well, it sounds like your company has a Kent and a Ryan on staff you get, or so you, a DD you get, right. and a big so shoot however yeah, you, you want to do it you, yeah. you got a, you got a big shoes and a dilfy dilf on staff yeah. i like it oh my goodness no, no work is gonna get yeah exactly <laughs> we need a chicago jake on staff and then you guys will be good to go uh <laughs> well i'm interested in this can you walk us through the airworks workflow uh project kickoff to final deliverable give us the whole soup to nuts yeah, so usually um, 
<laughs> so usually we um, have to go through a validation process. I, you know, and, and I don't, I don't blame surveyors uh, by this at all, but they're biggest critics in the world, right? So there's a validation process that we go through, and that's usually in the form of a proof of concept or a trial. So when we get to the table, um, we usually uh, have uh, uh, our clients um, uh, bring a, that TIF and that LAS. Um, to one of our first onboarding meetings. We'll upload uh, those two files together. Now you can fly, of course, uh, we, we, we actually recommend flying with a little bit of overage on the, the site that you're, you're uh, uh, surveying. Uh, so we don't have any kind of degradation on those, those uh, outer edges. Um, but you select the exact area that you want us to process by drawing out a KML, and then you're pushing that out to processing. So I'm going to use a 20 acre site as an example here. Uh, once you hit that process button and you specify there's, there is uh, a 12 autonomous layers that we produce as a company. Um, and then there are features outside of that, that clients still have us do. And that just becomes a manual drafting process. So we're happy to go above and beyond just the straight up autonomy. So once that data gets pushed into, into our autonomous pipelines, if we're looking at that, that 2d, the TIFF, uh, the 3D for the uh, the surface and, and the contouring um, that uh, probably runs in, a, in I would say on average a couple of hours, um, and then we get that prediction, and then we go to work on the QC that cleanup. Once we hit that that QC and cleanup, we we have uh, even uh, like the onboarding process. We're talking about standards, right? So how how uh, a client how smooth they want their contours. Um, how, how do they like, uh, you know, the edge of road uh, uh, traced out, right? It's sometimes it's, it's a majorly a, a preference um, from client to client. So once we get that stuff hashed out, that is also becomes part of that QC uh, part. And when it's done, um, our clients get a notification through email that their project is ready to upload. They log into their site and they can download the DXF, which is basically just an open source um, vector file they can bring it into AutoCAD, they can bring it into Bentley, they can bring it into Esri, whatever software that you're using uh, for the design side of things. Um, but that's uh, kind of the workflow in a nutshell. So in the beginning, like a, in a typical scenario, are you involved at all in making recommendations for the data collection portion or is that already done before you guys get involved? Yeah, so early on in that selling process that we have, we are we we make uh, recommendations for that how to get down to that GSD, how to get that point cloud. Um, I because of my experience in the last company, that's that's one of the things that I help out with a lot um, is is that portion. So yeah, um, we ha we have a wonderful knowledge base on our website as well, which outlines all of those kinds of flight parameters and ground control uh, layout um, as as a help to get to that point. We want to get we want to help our clients as much as possible to get us those accurate data sets, and it just makes the whole process after that just flow so much nicer. And with all the like data sets that you're sending and everything you said, uh, as far as imagery. The final deliverables on that. What do you What are you guys delivering on that? Sure. So DXF was, as I mentioned, um, mm -hmm. we also deliver the ground only point cloud. So the uh, ground only LAS. That's where we've kind of uh, segmented and removed 
man-made objects, uh, uh, vegetation, um, and those types of things just to get down to that ground level. So that's a, it's just confirmation for, for our clients so they know where we have built those contours in that surface. And as, as part of just extra services, this is not an automated function for us yet, but uh, we can produce uh, land XML um, and then also we can help uh, with drafting break lines in this process as well. That's something we're working on right now and automating as well. So it's just a little bit longer process and, and uh, I'm not exactly sure when that's gonna be released, but it's certainly the, our goal as a company. That's awesome. So let, let me give you, I want to give you a chance to brag on Airworks just a little bit because some really cool things happening here lately. Um, Dubai Future Accelerator Selection, winner of the tech and IT category at the 2020 New England Innovation Awards and newly issued USPTO patent. Expand on that. Yeah, um, those are uh, some things that we have going on currently. Uh, we're into the second phase for this, uh, the Dubai Future Accelerator. Uh, we should be starting uh, in February of 2021. We'll see what happens with this pandemic, uh, but we'll be sending uh, two of Airworks uh, uh, team members over there to work on uh, a, a specified project for uh, Dubai uh, government um, or for the city of Dubai. And uh, it's gonna be focused on change detection. So they're specifically looking for a product for that. So um, that's really exciting for us. Uh, the New England Innovation Awards uh, was was a process that we went through. Um, more or less, I, I would say it's, it's great uh, bragging rights for us, um, and 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 surely uh, some hopefully some doors will open uh, afterwards as well. And then what we're really excited about, of course, is the patent. Um, David and uh, our VP of Engineering Garrett, uh, of course, worked very hard um, on uh, having that uh, patent. Uh, issued, of course. I, I know I'm not, I'm I'm not naming everybody there, but uh, Mia, I always say is our number one employee. Quite literally, uh, had a big hand in that patent as well. Uh, but you know, it just goes to show that what we've built is uh, it actually means something in in this industry, um, and and it's going to be a very impactful thing as we move forward and and we keep innovating and developing. Very cool. Shoots. Have you ever wanted to go to Dubai? No. What? Uh, I would go to golf, and that's about it. Oh my god, I want to go to Dubai. <laughs> I see, so like, bad. The, what is it? The the Palm, Palm Island. Island. And, yeah. Well, you've seen the new one too. It's like the map of the world. Oh my gosh, and I want to go so bad. Yeah, I I would go to golf, but other skydive. Like, what else? No, no, Ad, uh, so no, Adam, absolutely it, not. Adam, <laughs> if you think there's any benefit to having the geoholics go to Dubai, um, to help sure, you out yeah, on that, you guys. You guys can help out with some uh, automating change detection. We're, we're all game. You got a certified photogrammetrist and a surveyor. And a producer. Done. And a producer. <laughs> yeah. Go. Well, Chicago Jay can show up. And... <laughs> right. Is alcohol legal in Dubai? I don't even know. It's super expensive. <laughs> Everything's legal. Oh, yeah. It's super expensive. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the- Jay can uh, afford it. Yeah. Let's talk about the Airworks <laughs> business model just a little bit. First of all, who are your target clients? And second- what is the cost structure? How does it all work? Yeah, so our uh, client is a surveyor and uh, an engineer, sort of in that, be the uh, well, to start the early stages of any project, so early site analytics, uh, planometrics, uh, just getting to understand really what's existing on that site, get ready for 
the, uh, the design process. Now we can definitely be applied later on in any kind of development or construction project. So we can, there's, there's a use case for uh, as built as well. You know, maybe not on the, uh, the uh, uh, corner of buildings because we need a little bit tighter tolerance there, but there's a lot of our features that we automate that can still be utilized at that stage. Um, what was the second part of that question? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, so like how, the cost, I mean, people are thinking, what does cost. it cost to do this? Yeah, so how is that structured? Yeah. Okay, so we're a subscription-based model. Um, you buy acres in, in buckets, basically. Uh, so when we, uh, in those early meetings with our clients, we try to identify how many uh, acres uh, they're flying um, to get them into that right package. And uh, it, it's a cost per acre. So um, the more acres you buy, the, the cost drops down um, and we make it super easy. So some of our clients just have us uh, help them out with the plan of metrics. Some just help us uh, help them out with the uh, surface uh, model side of things. So there's a lot of different ways you can shake up those those packages. But uh, at the end of the day, where it, it's it's a cost per acre. That is really interesting to me. I mean, first of all, I think it's great. I, I like that model a lot. But I'm curious the risk on your end of that deal. You know, you could have an acre that's a vacant lot. You could have an acre that's an apartment complex with you know tons of planometrics. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously you've taken that into consideration. We sh yeah, we sure have. Right now, um, at, at the end of the month, we kind of uh, do an assessment of the projects that were processed. So you nailed it. There, There's high density. We, we, we call it density, right? So there's high density, there's low density. And we have to make an assumption of the site, which it is. And, and then we'll uh, sort of uh, re- um, uh, stack the, the acres in that sense. Mm, Garrett, gotcha. our VP of engineering is working on um, uh, a process where we can do those density analytics and, and kind of have that prediction ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, not every, every acre is created uh, the same. And now, so with that being said, our clients are getting crafty with how they process. So they might fly a hundred acres, 100 acres into our application that kml feature that i was talking about they can isolate the highest density areas and just have us do the feature extraction in those regions very cool so what's anybody out there that's listening what's the best way for them to find out more well if you head over to airworks.io uh, we make it super easy to sign up for uh, a demo uh, from uh, our amazing uh, sales team You'll probably get to meet me uh, in maybe one or two of the next meetings. Um, and uh, we'll give you a good introduction to what we're doing. We have a, a ton of content, uh, some videos. Um, and just uh, if, if anybody's interested and in, in, uh, excited about what we're doing, I'm always happy to talk, as you can tell. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's your Airworks elevator pitch? <laughs> Our Airworks elevator pitch. We uh, help surveyors and uh, engineers uh, create a CAD models uh, using uh, computer vision and AI. Um, that's it. <laughs> I like it. Works Whoa. for me. Ding, so, the elevator doors open. Bing. Sold. It's a really short pitch. <laughs> Third floor women's lingerie. Bing. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, okay, so we're we're kind of in similar industries and everything. Uh, with the, the data collection technology and artificial intelligence, they're just changing daily and getting so advanced. It's ridiculous. Uh, what are you most excited or concerned about as it pertains to the future? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly uh, the the more data that we have as a company um, is the better we can get on our at our prediction. So, um, you know, we we of course uh, from the beginning spent a lot of time uh, on on actually getting out there and collecting data to produce these uh, the the early um, um, uh, algorithms, right? And so, um, it, it, it I. I and, and the company as a goal is to bring on more data because we just get better. It's, it, it's a win-win situation for our clients. The more data that we process for our clients, it just strengthens those predictions. Now, of course, the worry would be that we have competition that could catch up in that sense uh, on some of those things. But we feel like we have planted in a really good spot. Uh, we have some of the brightest minds uh, behind us uh, building these algorithms. And uh, hopefully we, we can stay out in front uh, of these types of things. And we're continually to innovate. Um, we're working on uh, a new product that's going to be launched in March of next year, uh, which is a CAD uh, editor. And so uh, it's a, a simple tool uh, that you can uh, produce some of that, um, that line work yourself, uh, but mm -hmm. then also be able to turn on the autonomy of a particular layer so um, you might not want the full suite of, of all of our autonomy, but you might want to use us in a parking lot of 1,500 uh, painted uh, you know, parking spots. So mm. just another useful tool um, in this process. Interesting. Well, I got to ask you this. You, you've mentioned that you've listened to a few episodes, and you know this question's coming. What motivates you? And uh, with that, do you have a mantra that you live by? Well, this kind of stuff motivates me. I, I, I like getting together with other guys and, and girls that are passionate about this industry and what we're doing. And I love applying technology to, uh, to, to, to really produce uh, what, what we're doing, what we're building for, for our clients. Um, and my mantra is really uh, to treat everybody fairly. I, I mean, I, 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 I want to treat everybody equally it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Um, I, I just, uh, I just, I just want to love everybody. He lives by the golden rule. It sounds like something. Right. Uh, it sounds like something I would say. I just want to <laughs> touch and love everybody. Uh, Absolutely. I, I gotta say this before we end this episode. He just looks like a woolly willy. You remember that when we were yeah, kids? Yeah, absolutely. I want to put the magnet on his beard and pull it to the top of his head. <laughs> I know that is so insensitive and bad to say, but I've just been looking at him like, yep, I want to do that. Adam, I, I do have one other question. So tell, tell me a little bit about the like the, the Airworks footprint. I mean, do you have clients all over the country, all over the world? Where are you guys at right now? Yeah, so we have uh, about 20 uh, uh, subscribers uh, at, at this point in time. Uh, we do uh, process a lot of data, you know, project by project, but the goal is to get into that subscription. Um, that's your best value uh, across the board. Uh, we have processed in 47 states in the U.S. Um, and also uh, abroad. Now, um, 
you know, I think where that becomes a challenge for us is the data sets that we have uh, trained our algorithms on are mainly data sets that are in the US. And so hmm. when you get into other places, things don't look the same. So the predictions might not be as good and you we have a little bit more QC work. Uh, you could think of it like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we are, uh, of course, you know, our, our work in, in Dubai, um, one of our newest investors is also, uh, you know, we're working on a, a project in Panama um, with their, uh, their land management group. And also through MIT, the ESI program, uh, we're working on a project in Colombia on some slope analysis. So happy to work uh, anywhere in this world. Um, you know, data, GIS data, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter to, to us if it's, if it's here or it's there. So it's universal. That's right. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Um, shoot. You got anything else, bud? I think I'm good. I, I'm impressed. You ready to jump ship? To what? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> All right, man. So, Adam, listen, I, I don't think we got anything more. Is there anything we may not have uh, talked about that you want to add? I think you guys got it all. Uh, you threw in some questions that definitely stumped me today. So uh, uh, props to that. But I had a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, you yeah. did awesome. He handled them like a champ and uh, go socks. Yeah. Go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Airworks, man. I, I think you guys got some really cool stuff going on, and uh, I look forward to learning more, to be honest with you. Of course. Happy to talk, like I said, anytime. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's a wrap, folks. We're going to put a bow on this one, as yes. you say. Yes, we are. <laughs> so great job, as always, boys. That was awesome. It, it, it's it's difficult to do this every week. It's, you know, we're getting too really, comfortable. We got to get out. We got to figure so out something hard. to get outside our comfort zone because uh, we're getting way too comfortable. We're going to Dubai. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, check us out at thegeoholics.com. Follow us on all reputable social media outlets by searching for the Geoholics, and download all of our podcasts from most all podcast hosting sites. Don't forget to download the Geoholics app from LandSurveyorsUnited.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Email us at info at If you have an idea for a future show topic or if you want to be a guest, we'd love to hear from you. Stick figure, smoke and love, available everywhere. Thanks again to Adam for having a great taste in music. Please support our friends of the program every chance you get. They're awesome. And have great offers for Geoholics listeners. As always, pay it forward, add value, make friends, and most importantly, be safe and healthy, everybody. All right. Once again, thank you to our friends of the program, Bad Elf GPS. Find them at bad-elf.com. Land Surveyors United, LandSurveyorsUnited.com, LiDAR News at LiDARNews.com, Parkland College Land Survey Program, Parkland.edu slash surveying, Unifly, U-N-I-F-L-I dot A-E-R-O, Diamondback Land Surveying at DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys at AGSGPS.com, Tiger Supplies at TigerSupplies.com, Cyanic Automation at GetJobBook.com, Safety Apparel, you can find them at safetyapparel.us. And finally, Get Kids Into Survey at getkidsintosurvey.com.